What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. It's go time, baby. Welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. Hmm. Okay, a lot to recap. A lot's happened since we last checked in with our listeners. Last, like, very dramatic turn of events this week. For Um, us, and uniquely us, and no one else in the world. Yeah. JK. (laughs) We were actually, we even recorded last week's episode early, because we were like, well, we're going to head out of town for two weeks, and we'll be back, and... And then since then, we realized, oh, I I guess we live in Massachusetts now. Yeah. Like, you went up ahead of me with the kids to Massachusetts, and I was going to come, like, a couple days later. And then as soon as you left, the the tone of the news started to shift, where I was like, wait, I need to get out of here now, or I might not be able to leave. Like, what is happening? Um, Yeah. And again, we were in the epicenter of... We, of, yeah. of the, of, you know, all this in Westchester. Yeah. Our schools were closing. So I feel like we had a little bit more of a heads up in, for, in terms of like forming a plan of like what we're going to do. And we didn't yet realize the, like the extent to which they were going to be shutting things down so quickly. I think when we made this plan to leave, like we didn't know this was going to be a permanent. <laughs> well, uh, I had enough foresight to pack the the recording equipment yeah we'll probably have to record one episode while we're gone Uh, well by the time you left and then i was getting ready to go it was i suddenly was like oh maybe i need to leave sooner rather than later because maybe other people are going to start to like flee the city and also like maybe we need like I was like, maybe we're going to be gone for more than two weeks. I was like, maybe it's going to be three or four weeks. 
And then by the time I packed up all our stuff and I was just trying to get like everything I could think of, like I was like, I, we need this Apple TV. We need this yoga mat. We like, need do we have a garlic like, press? We got to bring the garlic <laughs> yeah, press. Yeah, it's just like every, like I packed up like, every, you really learn what's important to you. And it really is mostly just food, food and clothing. Um, and I, it's just, and then by the time I got here, like days in, it's like, wait, we might live here for months. Like, this is where we live now. Like, we can't, you know, like, we have to stay inside. Um, so we've we, been, but we've been very quarantined. It, I mean, I think we have, you and I have barely had time <laughs> to talk about. Uh, uh, it's been a big adjustment to have uh, three adults, two kids and one dog live in a house together with no no one able to leave to do work. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. so we if we have Beth's sister is here and her dog and we are in a house. We've got way more space. This is a a very lucky ancient to be in summer house. house that my great-grandfather bought that's all of my cousins and I and my dad and his brothers and sisters and cousins spent every summer coming. So we're very obviously lucky to have access to this uh, place. Um, Beth is allergic to it. I am severely allergic to this house, but I'm proud of the progress we've made in terms of bleaching down three of the rooms. And um, we, I started taking some Zyrtec, which is really knocking me out. At night, I went to bed last night at eight thirty p.m. and I woke up this morning at five a.m. and uh, I have to say it wasn't bad because I was wide awake at five a.m. and I knew I had like two hours before anyone would be awake and I yeah. hadn't had that much alone time in o- over a week. <laughs> like I was just like, "What?" I was like, "This is great." Like I was like, "I guess I'm a five a.m. person now because this is the only way I'm gonna have like peace." Honestly, I think maybe you should be. Yeah. I think you should go to bed at 8. Because, I mean, what I would, what I lose out in this scenario, unfortunately, is any sort of, like, TV or reading or recreational activity at nighttime. It oh. just means we do dinner, clean up. I, like, <laughs> get to relax for a half an hour and go to bed. <laughs> like. You know what? Not bad. I, I, I certainly loved, this is the first, uh, I mean, not, not the first, but this morning I, I've been underslept. And to wake up and hear that you're giving breakfast to our kids. And I was like, oh, I can sleep in 30 minutes. <laughs> was a real was a real treat for me as well. Yeah. So how are we adjusting to quarantine life? Beth, tell us. Let's hear from you first. Tell us about your job, your work, how what's been hard. I mean, I think what's made I think this is hard for everybody right now because everyone's having to make really a a very annoying lifestyle adjustments, but uh, especially parents. But I feel like for me, the relocation has been (laughs) the difficulty because it was like, okay, I now have to like make sure we have enough food and supplies for this new brand new location. And also I'm very allergic to it and have to try to figure this situation out. And like, there's like a few days when the news was starting to heat up in terms of like what was going to happen where I was like, we might not be able to get packages in a few days. Like I was like, we need to figure this out now. Like (laughs) all of these things, you know? 
Um, which I don't, I now don't think that's going to be an issue, but I do think like people are overloading the, um, delivery people with, because of this, like, because they can't leave their house, they're just like, oh, I'll just like order everything. But it's I just like, need to order 10,000 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. That I like, that's the thing with the toilet paper. It makes no sense that we have a shortage of toilet paper because none of us need any more toilet paper than we had We don't have a shortage. It's just everyone (laughs) bought it at the same week. Right. It's just like we've created supply. It'll be fine in a week. Like, yeah, I I don't think like I think. But this was a criticism that some people had of the way politicians rolled out this information was that like they didn't explain to people what the sort of like quarantine, like shelter in place, what how that would go down. And in retrospect, like legally, they're not going to like not allow you to get your groceries and your medicine. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. like that situation is probably not going to happen. And but they should have explained that before all these rumors started circulating of how they were going to deal with it. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. And then don't. that's what caused people to panic. And like anyway. So um, we are basically the the there's been some ma- <laughs> we some major stresses like every I'm sure almost everybody in this country is going through right now but part of the weird thing is like we're now sort of homeowners <laughs> like we have a house like I we weren't getting our mail I, I had our mail for it and it wasn't arriving and so then the post office said our address isn't real so I had to go to the post office and they said yeah. they mixed the, the road and avenue and then I met the mail carrier and he yeah. was like, if he was like, I, yeah, mail was addressed to here, but I didn't believe it because no, I've never, I've never delivered mail to this house. Well, we're in, in this situation years. where like we've moved, but we didn't know we moved until we moved. And now it's just like, how do you get all your life and paperwork in order? And like, you live here now. Like, do, do you know, it's just, I think a lot of people are having this issue where like, I think there's people who are like pregnant pregnant or have little babies who are like, you know, we just don't want to risk like waiting this out in New York City or whatever. And I like, I know people should stay where they are, but I do think some people have like extenuating circumstances where it's really like a lot better idea for them to just like get out of the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, but um, especially if you can do it like in your car and just like leave and not like, quarantine for a few days and not like encounter anyone if you're you know moving. I mean we had a situation where we could drive straight from here from our apartment to an empty house and not interact with a single person Um, yeah I don't know it's just it's a very weird situation I feel like I that's a hot take the fact no but like the fact that we're in this house is making it extra weird like it just feels I don't know it's hard for me to not read too deeply into like the meaning, the spiritual <laughs> meaning of all this. And I'm like, I feel like I was brought back to my home state to like wait out this weird <laughs> uh, life event. And you were brought back to your like ancestral home that you're that has been in your family for like four generations. My or great grandfather probably fled here to escape the Spanish flu. <clears throat> the flu. Yeah, in, I don't know. In it's 1918. Massachusetts is kind of like a spooky state to like wait out, you know, <laughs> like, like a like a disease. I mean, we are we're a couple a few miles from Plymouth Rock. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that weird. 
symbolizes, but that karma. <laughs> Boy, we're really narrowing down where we are. So um, anyway, I found out the the mailman can't deliver us our mail because technically this house is on a county road, and our the address is on the like a little bit in from that road. And there's a mailbox, and they won't bring us our mail because we got to have a mailbox on the big road. So, so you had to go buy. A mailbox. I went to Lowe's. I bought a mailbox, a post, a hole digging tool, cement, uh, and some sticky letters. And I am going to do the most home home projecty project I've ever done. It's weird. It's hard not to feel like you're like a homesteader when you're here because we're in this like spooky old house with like many bedrooms and like there. It's just like. Um, it's sort of haunted, like it's just run down in a very natural way where like no one is here like very much, like no one is ever here more than like a week. So it's like just kind of this, it's bizarre. But every time, so my dad would come here, you know, in the fifties when he was a kid and his grandfather, who was sort of a very serious sort of mean dude would just put put everyone to work and he'd just have to always be cutting tree stumps out of the yard and climbing into the attic to fix the thing. So when I started coming but here as a kid. You arrived and you like just reflexively started picking up sticks around the backyard. Like well, you were like, we got to clean up the yard. Like you're just like went into home improvement mode immediately. I called my dad and I was like, there's some mold on the edge of the roof outside. I got to go get the thing from the, and I was like, I think we need to replace the horseshoe pits. <laughs> I raked the horseshoe pits. I was like, I, was, I looked up how to get some lumber and weather it. I was like, I'm going to rebuild these horseshoe pits. I don't have time for this. But boy, we uh, we ordered a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm building a mailbox. It's, yeah. We're so, like, we're cooking more food for every meal of the day than we've ever cooked in our lives. We're taking walks just nonstop. It's like, I just feel like any second I'm going to tap maple syrup out of a tree and like start, you know, like a potato garden. And like, pretty, pretty soon we're going to accuse our neighbors of being witches <laughs> and we're going to have a witch trial. Oh, no, I'm, I'll be the only witch around here. You're going to get burned at the stake. I, <laughs> then me, I'm a real, I'm going to be John Proctor. Yeah. Is that uh that's that, right? <laughs> the crucible. Um, so how about our kids? We're parents. This is a parenting podcast. We've seen so much of our kids this week. It's just so, nonstop. So much um homeschooling. <laughs> so I feel weird about this because the teacher, the system, the the remote learning, boy, they're they're doing their best, but it's it's a real convoluted system. It's I'll say for me, it's just not going to work. Like it digitally teaching kids is not really going to be engaging unless it's like really entertaining, like YouTube channel. Like it's story pirates radio, which launched today <laughs> every day at 11 AM. You yeah. can listen from 11 to 12. It's a live radio show. Check that out. I'm yeah. I just think it has to be natural. And like when I get those, e I got, I swear to God, it felt like we got a thousand emails from his school this week and he's a kindergartner like what do they think he's slipping up on in the span of five days like everyone just slow your roll well the, they like the, i mean that 
they're not asking us to like turn anything in. The teacher sends assignments no. and I don't. All of her emails are no reply. So you can't, you don't have the option to ever weigh in on like anything that's happening. That being said, she emailed me today. Really? Directly. And I think she's emailing everybody directly. But she just wants to check in. And I'm going to tell her all about daddy school. (laughs) I just think like the way that we like interact with them, if we're going to sit there and like draw on stuff, is sort of more naturally educational than any like weird like. Thing that some learning center is going to tell us to do. Person. <laughs> some learning person. Well, it's just like teacher, quote unquote. Brin, Brin keeps like making these stories, and it's like the dragon farted, and then like, and it's just they're like they're so like gross and dumb, but it makes him want to sit there and draw and write and like do do things for like I mean, hours. One you know? o- so we do every day. We do daddy school. Which, which I called it the first day, um, and now Bryn is very serious about attending daddy school. <laughs> and we have achieved. I mean, it's one-on-one learning, so you're going to get through far more stuff than when a one to sixteen ratio or whatever his class is. <laughs> so the kid is good at math, and now he can do addition and subtraction, like. Millions. Well, I'll say this week I've realized like Maven, Maven is starting to like read and do math. Like she, I wrote mom on the beach and she walked up to it from above and said, wow. <laughs> and then she said, and then she like looked at it again and she was like, mom, like she like under, she, it was like so weird. And then she was doing math tonight at the table. Sort of, she was like saying how many people were in the room and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, today she cracked math. I mean, because <laughs> I haven't paid any attention to her. Well, I because was Because Bryn, like, as the I oldest child, tonight, still takes up all the attention. What I was saying tonight at dinner, though, is like, as the second child, she gets like a contact high version of education. Like, she's just like, she witnesses Bryn's learning every day and she just picks it up through osmosis. Yeah. I mean, she, the, the, the musicality of it, she picks up. But today was the first day I was like, all right, Maven, you get a math lesson. I gave, I wrote a sheet of just all these really hard math problems for Bryn to like keep him busy so I could actually focus on Maven. And she knows like, you know, one plus one, two plus two, those simple things. And then I actually sat down and explained to her like how to do it. And then I gave her one plus one, one plus two, one plus three, one plus four, four. and then two plus one, two plus <coughs> two, two plus three, three plus one, three plus two, three plus three, all the way up to five plus whatever. But I gave her that sheet and for the first time ever, like she did every single one up to five plus five. Um, and I think there's just, she, someone actually paid attention to her for more than five seconds. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, I get it. And she does this weird finger counting thing, which she got everyone correct. Now I'm teaching Bryn long division, long, uh, or not long division, <laughs> long division. multiplication. He multiplied, you know, 8,642 times what? 13 today. That's like more than I could do right now. I had to remember how to do it. <laughs> I was like, you know, line this up. and But Bryn, we started that today and he gets it. I mean, he's five. But you, I don't remember when you learned that. Um, but we're going to drill more multiplication I tomorrow. feel like in, in school you learned that in like fifth grade. <laughs> That's before then, but. I don't know. But also, they might do it different now. <laughs> I think math, they keep changing it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I like to leave the math to you. Like, you can be the math teacher. I'm fine with that. I love like, it. We should have our domains. My uh, classes look a little bit more freeform. <laughs> uh, we learned music today, too. When you come to my class, you come to explore. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it leading us today? <laughs> Children. Well, I ha- we, we my sister ha- has been doing some little lessons with them, and it's like very like nature based. And she like got a bird feeder and stuff. And she was we, she, we had the craziest moment where she was making. She wanted to make like bird watching journals, and I was like, oh well, maybe it could be like an animal journal, so and so it could be all the animals you see throughout the day. So they're making these bird and animal journals to catalog what they see, and right as they finished like Maven and Bryn both spell out the title page of the book. <laughs> a turkey starts walking through the backyard. A giant aggressive turkey. This, well, just like the funniest little turkey, like walking alone and like... He's like, you guys talking about me? <laughs> it just was like the timing of it couldn't have been more perfect. And, and I was like, it just... You know, I lo- before, you know I love signs. And yeah, I was well, like, the night before... <laughs> so Nick and I have been doing trek shows via Zoom live streaming which is insane a whole other story and the night before we did a show the main plot line was a giant turkey who takes over new york city and becomes a a giant like batman-esque crime boss in the end we had to kill this giant turkey and he was roughing everyone up and the next day this aggressive turkey comes into the yard it's insane crazy it's <laughs> I also saw a raccoon this morning when I was up at 5 a.m. Fun. So. Has he found the garbage in the garage yet that we can't throw away? Because this town doesn't have garbage collection. So you have to go get a garbage permit from town hall no and one, use a special no bag. <laughs> no one cares. And at town hall's closed because of... What the raccoon was doing was he was climbing on a kayak. He was like... I'm sorry, what? He was climbing on a kayak across the way. That's what he was doing. Whoa. He's trying to get away, huh? Yeah. Um, so I gotta go I gotta go back home tomorrow night to get stuff. To forage for supplies. Yeah. Boy. (laughs) Oh This whole week is so surreal because like when I was like packing to leave our home, it was like this flash of like, is this the last time I'll be here? Like, what is happening? Like, you know, it was just, um, this week has been so up and down, like emotionally. I think like it, I, it, when we stay off the computer and social media, I feel like there, we have a chance to calm down and just like eat a meal and like whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just been such a crazy week. I did have a full like emotional, breakdown in Lowe's today. <laughs> I was looking for cement. I had a cart full of mailbox pieces, a mailbox, a post, all the things. And then I just had a moment. I was like, where is the cement? And then it just became a truly overwhelming task to one <laughs> find cement and to know how much cement I needed and what kind. And I literally just stood there in the aisle for like, I'm really like, interested to see how this project is gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna do it, or I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> Definitely gonna rain. one of them too. <laughs> I'm gonna build this goddamn mailbox. 
Um, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> um, There's, I mean, normally this section of the podcast is our weekend review. And I, I feel like we barely even got to, like so much happened. So much has happened. I spent so much of this week just like completely overwhelmed by the fact, like I, now that I got some, I got a hold of some Zyrtec, I'm more medicated, but yeah, you the, seem, lo- you when seem I was, better. When I was just taking Allegra, it was, and before we got a new mattress cover for the um, mattress, like I was just, like my whole head was constantly so inflamed and the kids were just jumping on me nonstop and you were taking loud conference calls and like I was just allergic to like every surface and the it felt like and I was just like what is this life like yeah. I was like <laughs> I had that today I've been fine <laughs> until until I was in the middle of lows uh, yeah and I was like I might I at one point I thought I might just leave this cart right here <laughs> and walk out into the snow because I can't touch it. Corona. I can't touch things. It would, yeah. Anyway. Just natural reactions that I think everyone is happening, having this week is like, just everyone is like, what the, like, especially people who are trying to figure out childcare and people who are trying to figure out how to work from home and make their companies work from home. And like just so much change for so many people all at once. It is so much uncertainty. I mean, yeah. so most of our friends are, artists who have real sort of slap together type of employment. So many people we know are just like their income is just Gone. evaporated overnight. So, you know, part of my job at Story Pirates is to um, it's like cast all the shows that happen all the time. So there's no shows to be cast. So I sent a sign up out really just to be like, hey, how are you? What are you doing? And, you know, this is like a hundred plus people. And most people are like, well, I'm unemployed. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck in my apartment in New York City. Uh, varying, varying levels of panic. And it was really, I was really happy to read it just because it makes you feel less alone. And also to know that like we are, we're doing great. We are, we have nothing to complain about compared to so many people who truly don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I feel really grateful in a lot of ways. And I feel like in some ways, I feel like life has really prepared us for this moment. Like, I feel like having kids, I'm very prepared for social distancing. Like, I'm like, I I can handle this. I never get to see anyone. Like, I don't. Yeah, like, we moved I, to the suburbs when our son <laughs> like, was born and never made any uh, friends. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm fine with not commuting. We'll figure that out. Like. The, the trying to do work is going to take some scheduling and some finagling. But yeah. I think like I think what was so hard about this week is that we didn't have systems and we didn't have proper boundaries in place of like, like today was the first day all week where you kept the kids away from me and there was a door closed and it was like, mommy is working. Yeah. And I was actually not interrupted for like stretches of more, <laughs> more than 20 minutes. Like, it, I was just, oh, it was like, so much better for me too just to know like oh it, keep them away from this person until this time it's just like i have found it's so bad for my sanity if i'm not able to be productive in any way like work-wise like it's like ideally i get to work on all the things i care about but if i can just get grab like at least a couple hours to feel like i've been useful it's yeah. like it's so much better for my mental health otherwise i just feel so insane yeah um, 
And I know, like, I don't know. I if if this was a vacation, that would be one thing, and I could just unplug. But it's like it's not. I've just I've already missed. Like I've been severely unproductive for like a full week of work, and I'm like, okay, I have to like yeah, well, figure my life out now. In like, the middle is- of of all this, we haven't had a plan. We haven't had a daily schedule, and for me, suddenly, Story Pirates, which is our busy season going into like forty schools in a month, suddenly we're have to completely reinvent ourselves and we have to figure out how to yeah. digitize all of our in-person stuff. And so I had to figure out how to do that sort of by myself in two days. Um, and so I've been going nonstop um, and it's exciting in a weird way. And then also I have moments where I'm like, I'm crying in lows. Well, yeah, it's like, it's weird for us because our our work was already so wildly unpredictable in terms of income and opportunity. So, yeah. like, in some ways, I'm like, this is just bringing everyone down to our level of, like, what's next. But I also, like, <laughs> you have these moments where you're like, is there just not going to be any industry for a- anything for six months? Like, you just, like... You're like oh, yeah, and we're trying to close on a house. Right. And Theoretically, trying- next week... <laughs> But We're instead, in now it's probably house. scheduled to happen uh, at the crest of the coronavirus cases. The, there's like, I you go back and forth between like panic and then this like moment of resignation where you're like, well, no one knows anything about anything anymore. It sort of Nothing feels exciting that all like, the rules are gone. It is like, I'm like, you know what? At a certain point, we just have to agree like time is no longer real. Money is not real. None of this stuff is real. Let's just like figure it out. Get the food to people let's who need the food. Wipe, wipe. Let's, let's, you know, we, you know, I think Thanos really had a point. You know what I mean? I don't know what that is. Oh boy. All right. Let's end the segment and I'll explain the plot of Avengers. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And now it's time for We Knows What They're Watching. 
This is where we talk about what our kids are seeing. <laughs> Not necessarily TV, although they're seeing plenty of that these days. Um, we want to now examine the current state of the world through our kids' eyes. I, I think it's safe to say that they're... They're, they're blissfully pretty... unaware. They're like... Bryn so... knows that something's weird. Not, But not really. He's not really asking a lot of questions. I think he's still... He's in a like little kid vacation mode because we're in a different house than he's normally in. And we're all together with him. And his auntie Allie is here and her dog. And he's just like... Time is so not real to him that he doesn't know like how long he's been here. He or... did say, are we going home on Saturday? Oh yeah. And I was like, I guess that is, I did say we were going for two weeks in the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, the he's just like, days. I don't know. Those kids are very <laughs> Maven like, does not care. Yeah. She's having the time of her life. Sashing around the house, eating snacks. They're both eating a million apple and peanut butter. This bowls. is their new jam. Is Bryn has had like fifteen apples. This with is like butter. the crazy thing of our new homesteader life is that we all just eat way more fresh food because we're just at home and you can like cut things up easily and like speak for yourself. My it, diet has been a disaster. Oh, I mean, I'm also eating a lot of sugar, but I feel like I'm or I'm eating a lot of fresh food too. <laughs> yeah, well, you made brownies today, and uh, I scarfed them. I I made those brownies with the kids as my afternoon activity because if I like to do things that feel sort of educational, but also like purposeful. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you did a bad thing. I just hated that you did it. So we made those brownies, and then I was letting them dump these like Reese's pieces into the brownies and Did they you were say like Reese's pieces yeah Reese's pieces there and they were losing their minds at the candy and like <laughs> they were just like when they, they were waiting for the brownies to be done and they were like hugging each other in anticipation <laughs> and like shrieking and they were doing a countdown on the microwave and I was like this is really, they're having the time of their lives. This is like very epic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, then I, I, I had to hide the bag of candy from them, obviously. I've explained, I mean, we talked about this a bit, uh, was it last week or the week before? <clears throat> you know, the listener says, how do you explain to her daughter who her biological father was? And I really, I really went with uh, the playbook of my mom, which was, I've explained this whole thing to Bryn and just that tone of like, I didn't show him that I was scared. I was like, yeah, you know, you could, if people are sick or old and they get this, they, they could die and, and the dangers of it. And you could see him registering the weight of things, <laughs> but it still was a like, well, it doesn't affect me <laughs> type of attitude. I think with this, they're not really understanding it. But once again, they're learning through osmosis based on our behaviors. So, like, I feel like for in terms of my childhood and what I picked up from my, like, parents and grandparents, it was very, like, don't waste food, don't waste things. Like, you're not going to have a lot of these things. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, what I, I have noticed since we've been here I haven't even been like harassing the kids about washing their hands as much because now we're just in a contained space. Yeah. But 
they've started trying to wash their hands more. And I feel like it's just because they see us like washing packages down and like washing our hands. Like they they're do just see like, us Clorox sp- <laughs> spraying they're just Amazon like, packages. They're, they're kind of just like absorbing the cleaning anxiety. Like we've like, we got down on our hands and knees and scrubbed many floors with bleach <laughs> the other day. Like our kids are like, okay, I guess we need to wash things. Yeah. Um, but they still have only taken one bath. <laughs> is that true that is unacceptable although when's the last time i had a shower i was at lowe's you know after my breakdown I shower like two or three times a day because i'm covered in dust mites <laughs> yeah well i went i finally went to check out at lowe's and i got in line and everyone's you know super healthy distance for everyone's real quiet and nervous and i buy this thing from this real like That'll be twenty one fifty type of gangly young man. And as I was paying, I was like, "Oh, I can smell this kid's bo. This is like dirty kid." And then I, then I rolled away and smelled it again and realized, "Oh, it's me. <laughs> I haven't showered in two days. I'm that wearing an Ewok boy. Adventure Caravan of Courage hoodie, hoodie hooded sweatshirt, <laughs> and I look disgusting." And I'm crying in lows. Uh, everybody's gonna crack sometimes. Yeah, and I did it looking for cement. I I got eighty pounds of cement, and it started raining outside. It's like, is this gonna turn solid? Is this gonna get wet? Boy, a oh boy. Yeah, I have these like heavy moments where it's like I finally get to like be alone for a second, and then I sit there and I'm like, I would be like, ah. Oh. This this is really happening. Like <laughs> like you just like realize like you're like this is gonna be a while. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and we're we'll we're we'll be fine. We're very lucky. We're in a good situation here. You know, it's not great. It's uh, you know, we're <laughs> we have this home purchase coming up, and we have some renovations that we're gonna do, and some of the funding of that. Yeah, I don't want. It's tied up that. in the stock market. I know. <laughs> You know, so, so I'm watching that, I knowing wanna, I shouldn't even look at it right now. Right now, I just want to think about like the day to day of like, <laughs> do we have food and like, <laughs> are um, there killer germs on our hands and now in our eyes? My brother yeah, had coronavirus. I just, like, I He's fine more now. More than anything, sometimes like my goal. We're skipping past that, I guess. What? Go ahead. What? No, keep mumbling under me talking. Okay. So it's intelligible what either of us is saying. The listeners heard it. I'm just kidding. What? Uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was talking about how my brother had coronavirus. Are you still there? Yeah, but I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take I a... I can't... I... I... You know... I can't function with the noise coming at me. That's part of my pain of this whole week. It's just, like, I need space and, like, I need room to think where there's not, like, talking happen- happening. You know what we need to do right now, Beth? To just We're going to take a hard left turn into a different segment within this segment. <laughs> I think we need to do a quick... We knows what they look like. 
Because people keep sending us baby photos. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. This is something we don't need to think about. Um. Boy, great. This is uh. Uh, just listen to hi guys. Just listen to mommy's fired forever. So not only did you discuss winter coats and car seats, but you had baby pick segment. Oh yes, my wife and I run a lodge in northern Maine. We have two kids. Walter is two and Annie is five months. We had a shutdown for the season two weeks early because of COVID-19. We are closed in April anyway. I was going to just send the picture of Walter in his car seat, but I didn't want to leave Annie out. So a bunch of other cute pics. So apologize for sending so many. Uh, Thanks for all the insight (laughs) and humor making parenting a little less stressful. Our kids seem to be similar in ages, uh, an age difference. Um, So your insight is particularly helpful. All right, Beth, Beth, are you ready? Photo jackpot. Ready for this. Here we go. Wait, give me, just give me the. Okay, I'm just going to give Beth the phone. And just so you know, the last photo is is the jackpot. Right, here we go. Oh, big stretch. Okay, we're just going to listen to Beth react. I like how you explained how I would narrate. Um, okay, I'm looking at a very sweet asleep boy in a car seat in mittens and he's has a book called never touch a porcupine sitting on his lap that he's holding in his sleep that's very very cute what wait wait, wait. are you kidding me that's the name of the book yeah so we started story pirates radio today and my character peter called in and i was given a brand new pet from a kid listener and it was a porcupine and the whole bit was me trying to snuggle the porcupine and hurting myself over and over and over and over again it's another animal sign I guess I looked at this um, picture and didn't process that. <laughs> and then I'm looking at another cutie. I think he said this is his daughter, right? This is... Yeah, um, the younger one. She's on skis, and she's very cute, and she has very cute cheeks. And, oh, the last picture is a baby in a bathtub looking very surprised. <laughs> That's at, the one. <laughs> uh, that is the it's one. It's really good. Just... Slippery, shocked baby face. That's slippery, good. shocked baby face. Those little slippery bodies. <laughs> They're like, why am I wet? What is what wet? What is happening? What is... That is how I feel this week. It's like I keep texting my friends and we're like, what is time? What is life? Who am I? What where, is love? Where am I? Baby, don't hurt me. What is this? Don't hurt me. No, no one more. knows. Um... That was from Mike. Thank you, Mike. This one comes from Craig. Uh, uh, ooh, in this time, it's a bit scary, but there's still excitement of a new addition to the family. My new son born today with his five and two-year-old sisters. Oh, my God. Look at this. Not a stressful time to have a baby at all. Oh, my God. So cute. Little fox jammies on this baby. Get out of town. Big sister in a big sister shirt. We did. Other big sister taking in the weight of her reality shifting from being youngest to middle. What do you think is a bigger deal? (laughs) The pandemic or new sibling? Hmm. I don't really remember being like having feelings about my sister being there aside from being really excited to have a sister. So I don't think, I think cause I was older, I didn't, I wasn't like, I'm the baby. Like, you know, 
I was like five years old when my sister was born. Well, me too. I was like five or six when my little brother was born. Yeah, I was really mature and it was so cool about it and didn't really have a problem I remember. With it. I'm still cool with it and I don't even resent her. You're it's so not a big deal. Yeah, so much so that you're going to let her uh, <laughs> live with us with, and her dog. She lives with us now forever. <laughs> okay, one more baby picture. There's a lot more, guys, but I didn't look them up. So there's one more. This is from Nicola. We uh, jump it on the baby bandwagon, so here we go. Photos of my daughter are from when she was six weeks old, nine weeks old, then six months old. The last one's not downloading. I'm so sorry, but but these first two are great. Uh, describe it, Beth. Ready? Last one. Go. It takes so long to pass the phone. Okay, so, oh, my God. It's a baby with a Christmas present bow on its head and a little bib. Chunky cheeks. Oh my God. There's a sad face, baby, with the lip. <laughs> the lower lip is so good. Oh my God. Um, our kids were doing sad faces tonight and being really insane. Um, oh boy. They, looking at baby pictures really brought me out of, uh, you know. That's why I keep trying to post some fun vids of our kids. Well, I mean, I've managed to post like two because there's never any time to think, but they're like, I feel like we need a little like levity in this time. And I'm like, I I really feel like we need to be mindful of our social media presence and not put more like chaos out. If you would like to hear a delightful story that does have, um, butts and death in it, uh, written by Bryn. You can go to my Instagram. Um, and please enjoy. Oh my God. Yeah. Brandon made, so can we talk about these books they made? Yeah. Real quick. We knows what they're writing. Yeah. They, um, Brynn and Maven both wrote books this week and Maven's book is called unicorns are everywhere. And on she each, she dictated that book too. She, yeah. Allie. She, she dictated the book to my sister. And then on every page, regardless of the caption, Maven drew a unicorn in, in the same position on every page. <laughs> it says like the bad guys destroyed the castle and it's a picture of a rainbow unicorn. <laughs> they rebuilt the castle, a picture of a green unicorn. But like the the pages are so great because it's like the unicorns were everywhere. The unicorns went anywhere they wanted. Like it was just <laughs> like her trying to come up with a caption for each page just like with no sequencing. And then the last page is the only page with no illustration. And it just says the unicorns were done. <laughs> the end. And Bryn's book is about a dragon who I believe kills a unicorn. Kills named a unicorn Maven. named Maven. Yeah. And he was like, that's funny, right? And she's like, yeah. It was like, it felt very much like a like a inappropriate like workplace dynamic. Like, <laughs> it was just like, he's like, it's funny how I made this thing where you die, isn't it? Like, it <laughs> she's like, yeah. Well, yeah, cool. I'm cool with this. In the end, he says, Sam, the dragon didn't want any friends. He was happy to be alone. The end. Yeah. It was a really haunting ending. Inappropriate for the times, right? It was like after he killed hmm. two unicorns and it was like, he really just wanted to be alone. Well, it also said he that happy. he didn't know that he killed them. Oh, yeah. He didn't realize when he was, like, shooting fire at them. I think he wrote, he didn't realize he killed another unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> he flies it, away. Plausible deniability. 
Uh, so you, know. <laughs> you got it. That's why you had you just looked the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I definitely got to post a picture of that story. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, "Oh, wow, you look so good for your age." Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Knows, where we take questions and comments from you guys. All right. Here's some quick ones. Here we go. This one comes to us from John. Subject line, children licking. Hi, Beth and Peter. Our family got haircuts a couple of weeks ago, and our three-year-old son licked a random coat that was hanging up multiple times <laughs> yesterday he licked the top of the crock i was wearing as we were playing outside just wanted to share keep up the good work oh best of God. luck staying safe john that makes me feel better that's what makes me feel so much better about coming out here to the middle of nowhere sort of is like we can take the kids outside they can go in the yard they can go on the beach they they still won't touch anything that anyone else has come near. Because if we were to take them anywhere, even just out our front door at our apartment, they would encounter things other people had touched. Yeah, and our our co op just every doorknob, <laughs> just like it's like a hundred people, and they'd just be licking and touching everything, rolling around, just like you know, putting their hands on the floor every chance. Like that's just they're animals. They're wild animals and we'd rather have them licking things that wild animals are licking like pine cones and sticks outside than i kind of didn't realize how much we are like city folk until we spent a week out here and now our kids are just like covered in dirt yeah you know like i'm just like oh you you really hit the l in folk yeah i just Uh, wanted to be clear just who i'm referring to folk we know who we are. Um, yeah, we're real natural-sounding country folk. Um, real quick, uh, our friend Eliana wrote in to tell us about um, lunch doodles with Mo Willems, 
which we we did hear about and uh, we have watched. There, it does seem like there's some good content popping up online of uh, educational stuff. People like uh, Story Pirates Radio every day at 11 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mo Willems does doodles with Mo Willems at 1 p.m., I think, live stream. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Mo Willems, the uh, children's book author, illustrator who does the pigeon ones, right? Yeah, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, the yeah. Elephant and Piggy, yeah. Nuffle Bunny. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, Mo Willems, ever heard of him? <laughs> okay. Um, you get the picture. You get the picture. <laughs> we don't have to tell you twice. Um, yeah, so, I mean, write in to us and tell us what you guys are finding. We I, we were, it occurred to me to try to do some research for this, but then I thought, you know what, we're going to be here for a while. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what. We'll see what sticks. We'll see, yeah, we'll see what our kids are actually responding to because we haven't had a chance to really do, we haven't really done any rigorous homeschooling uh, aside from what we bragged about. Um I mean, daddy school is taking off. Daddy if people school. want to join me for daddy school, <laughs> we will be streaming live at random times because we don't have a plan and yeah. never forget about it. The curriculum at daddy school is largely dictated by the children in the room where daddy is. Yeah, and what daddy is thinking now. Ooh, Bryn's uh, teacher just posted a new announcement. Attached is the... Uh, sorry, it's loading. Attached is the literacy lesson... With Miss name, I'm not going to say. Okay. Wishy-washy anyway, ice cream. No one wants to hear you read this email. <laughs> I thought it was going to be exciting. Um, All right, last one. They so, but I will say one of the daddy school activities that I think was a success is the kids alternated drawing every letter of the alphabet and then drawing a picture of something that started with that letter and hanging it around their room. <laughs> so. So that that is officially the classroom now because it has the capital A, lowercase a. Alligator, alligator. Yeah, we're like we're lucky to be in a very large house right now. Oh my god! Um, yeah, with room for a classroom. If we were still in our apartment, who would have been murdered first? <laughs> I know many of you are, and we want to hear from you. Um, I'm gonna let's do one more email, and then I'm gonna finish that thought. Last one, Beth. Ready? Here's a good old fashioned would you knows scenario. This comes to us from Lily. Would you knows what to do if one day when you're waiting at the airport and one of your kids had a sneezing attack, but also a bloody nose. So they were sneezing blood all over themselves and the people next to them and the other kid was screaming their head off and throwing a tantrum in the middle of the airport. How would you react? Does it feel like this is one of those? So my kid is sneezing blood? Yes, your kid is sneezing blood on the other kid and neighbors, and the other kid is freaking out, having a full tantrum. I assume this is not happening in the middle of coronavirus, because we're probably not traveling by air. Well, I bet this did happen. Or this is just a nightmare Lily had. Well, it might not. It might have happened before we were ex- experiencing a pandemic. Well, this email was sent a week and two days ago. Okay, so, so that's it was literally people... a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was a yeah. That was a full year ago. Um. Okay, so I'm going to answer this question as if there isn't a pandemic happening. How would I react? Uh, I would be like, oh, my God, sorry. Um, Whoa, really? I, <laughs> oh, my God, sorry? <laughs> oh, my God, 
Sorry, guys. Oh, man. I guess I would, like, hopefully have some baby wipes on me that I could, like, hand out to people. I would uh, throw my child's head in a backpack uh, and just let him sneeze it out in there. This used, you know, when we, this is just marked, uh, when we started this podcast, (laughs) we had a, what you know is similar to this that really stressed me out. I was like, oh, my God. What would this happen in public? I would just bury their head in something and run them to the bathroom and, and just nothing to see here, nothing to see here type of attitude. But I'm a changed man. And in this scenario, I'm like, people can deal. Especially this week, everything, like, <laughs> Maven, first thing this morning, tripped and split her lip open on the floor. And then, like, she later in the day was, like, had, like, brownie, like, chocolate all over her and I was looking at her at the end of the day and she was like all dirty and just had like blood and chocolate on her shirt and I was like wow we're really living the life this is our life now we're real country folk (laughs) we're country folk we're country folks and you know what if you if you gotta bleed you bleed where you is you know (laughs) um I mean it's a different thing if I was in an airport right now during coronavirus and my child started shooting blood at people, I would feel much worse. Uh, I mean, than hopefully any other time. someone would like squeeze out some hand sanitizer for everybody and they could just. Well, go they to can't town. because they don't have any because their neighbor bought a whole garage full of it. There's, I went a, there's into, usually somebody has some handy. I went into Walgreens today next to the post office just to be like, I wonder if there's any cleaning supply. Nope, not a single thing. Mm. Neither did Lowe's. Yeah. Guys, just spread out. Don't buy 10,000 things. Don't uh, buy 10,000 things, people. Buy 1,000 things. <laughs> That's all you need. Well, this has been another episode of We Know's Parenting. Uh, did we answer that question? Boy, I think we were just like, well, we'd clean it up. I, the answer is I would panic and handle it poorly. <laughs> the answer is I would freak out. I would walk away and say... I don't know who that kid is. If he were my kid, I'd be embarrassed. I would run to the bathroom with the child, leave my luggage, and never come back again. I would leave my cart full of cement in the middle of the aisle, in this case my child, and just get on a plane to another place. (laughs) And that's where we're going to leave you, dear listeners. This has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. here's, Here's what I want. I want... People I want to hear how you guys are coping. Yes. I want to hear how, what fun activities are you doing with your kids to kill time? How are you managing your work schedule with being a teacher now? And how are you managing your time with a partner if you have one? Um, yeah. Or if you're single parenting it, which God bless you. Yes. Um, um, how are you doing in tiny apartments? Are you in New York City where you're especially uh, trapped other places similarly? Are you in a place where it feels like this is all uh, overblown, crazy, <laughs> not a real thing? It is a real thing. Um, uh, good for you if you're not near uh, New York City. Well, this took a turn. Um, <laughs> but let us know how you're doing. Good for you, assholes. <laughs> let us know how uh, your parenting <laughs> life has changed. We'd love to share... Um, um, activities and your stories and yeah stay safe out there um 
Okay, you can email us any of that at weknowspod at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail, which we would love, at 347-384-7396. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, We Knows Pod. Rate, we- review, subscribe. Buy my book, There's No Manual, Honest and Gory Wisdom About Having a Baby. Listen to Story Pirates Radio live every day this week at 11 a.m. It's free this week. Um, after that, uh, go just listen to it. Uh, and Story Pirates Podcast launches every Thursday. You know you're looking for digital content. Let's do it, guys. And we'll <laughs> talk to you next time. Bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.